This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next opponents. Next up for Liverpool, a trip to Molyneux. Jurgen Klopp's Reds looking to keep the Wolves from the door after seeing them off less than a month ago at Anfield. I'm Guy Clark. This is Behind Enemy Lines on Blood Red as we find out a bit more about the Reds' next opponents. And coming up then, we'll be talking about all things Wolves, how they've gone on to establish themselves as a top-half club under Nuno Espirito Santo, the Scouser leading them from the back, and just how aggrieved they may still be over VAR ruling against them at Anfield. To fill us in on all of that and more is a man who spent more than 20 years at the club, boy and man. It's a pleasure to welcome former Wolves goalkeeper Matt Murray to Blood Red. Matt, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. And uh, thanks a lot for for joining us. mentioned, obviously, your long association with Wolverhampton Wanderers. It must be a real happy club to uh, to be in and around right now. Oh, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And, and the words you use there in the intro, how has Nuno established Wolves as a Premier League side and also gotten them competing in Europe? They made the FA Cup semi-final last season. Um, it's just unbelievable. It really, really is. And you said there as well, I've been at the club 20 years. You know, well, I was involved with the club for 20 years. And to see the journey they've been on, I never, whenever we were in the Premier League before, it was like about survival. But now the aspirations, the way we can take it to the established top six. It's just been fantastic. So, yeah, the fans are loving it. Players are loving it. Everyone's just, yeah, loving the loving the journey. It needs to continue. I'm going to say Wolves are one of the sort of historic clubs of English football when you think back to the 50s, but yourself there through the 90s and noughties, you, I imagine you must pinch yourself a bit seeing them back in Europe and, and seeing them sort of at the right end of the Premier League, as it were. Oh, yeah, I mean... I say I remember as a schoolboy going to the games, how we'd missed out on promotion, either in the playoffs or when there was only one team that went up automatically. So when we did get promoted under Dave Jones in 2003, it just meant so much to the club. It was amazing. Had all the heartache, um, as I say, of missing out, everything else. The club had nearly gone out of business just before I joined. It was crazy. Um, but then you look at the promotion year and the three years in the Premier League under Mick McCarthy, but the, the club went right down to League One, you know, and Kenny Jackett had to turn it round. Uh, they took 10,000 fans, Wolves did, so 10K to MK, and that showed you the size of the club, and it is because of what the club did that, you know, it has got a very, very illustrious history. So, look, it's a huge, huge club, really, really loyal fans. It's a proper working-class area. They love their football. They've been on a real roller coaster. But yeah, you, you just never ever thought that we could we could be hitting these heights, and uh, you know we've got Espanyol in the next round of the Europa, um, and 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 to think that we can face teams like Liverpool and believe that we can you know we can really really compete because I remember being there before and it's all about you know setting up damage limitation if we could get something amazing when we played Manchester United away Mick made loads of changes in the way of near enough writing off the game. But now we do go into these games believing that we can get something out because apart from Liverpool and every other team who's in the established top six in the Premier League, we have managed to beat since um, since Nuno's taken over. I going to say, ahead of this round of midweek fixtures in the Premier League, sitting in sixth place in the Premier League, only four points off fourth place. Is that something that is achievable, whether that be this season or even going forward now? Because it does seem as though it is a club on the up. Yeah, look, the aspirations are there. So, 
even last season, I was saying, look, if we can stay up, look at Fulham, they'd spent lots of money. Or you're looking at Aston Villa this season, um, spent a lot of money, but still very, very difficult. So to make top four is tough. It really, really is. And I think that, you know, I think we've, we've played 39 or 40 games already this season, Wolves have. So that's like over a full league season. So it's very, very difficult. Um, I think that if we didn't have Europa, then maybe, maybe with how the league's looking. Uh, obviously, for me, Liverpool are the champions. Manchester City second. Um, obviously, you know, Chelsea being up there. But the I still think with the other teams, they they can be caught. Um, Leicester have now looked like they're going to get the third spot. So the fact that Leicester have done that, Wolves finished ahead of them last season. Brendan Rodgers has done a really, really good job. Uh, made some good signings, but I think because they're not battling on the same fronts as Wolves, um, has, has allowed them to to be really, really competitive. So I don't think we'll make top four this season. I think the best chance Wolves do have of of uh, Champions League football is to win the Europa League, uh, you know, win that, that that competition. Which, with the fact that we've beaten Tottenham, uh, we've beaten Chelsea, we've beaten teams like that over the last couple of years, shows you that over two legs, if we're bang on it against other top sides in Europe, why can't we go and do it? You know, we, we can do that. So I think in time, top four is the aspiration. While the other clubs are going through transition, it's probably our best chance. But I still feel that we need to have a bit more strength in depth. So make some signings. Nuno definitely needs help this window. But in the summer, make some good signings. Also keep our top players, keep our manager. And then it definitely top six to become a top six club, I think is achievable. And was it 2016, 2017, that, that season the Fosun Group came into the club? And it does seem ever since then, perhaps took a year to bed in, but things year on year have been sort of built on. And every year it is about sort of, I suppose, going better than the year before. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's about not looking, you know, uh, you know, oh, we've done this, done that and standing still or whatever, because it's about, yeah, evolving, evolving, evolving. So the top players sign them down to long deals you say Foson came in first they let Kenny Jacket go didn't really work under Walter Zenger Lambert steadied the ship but for me it's been the arrival of Nuno Nuno Espirito Santo is just unreal he is a fantastic fantastic manager he's got them playing a brand of football they took the championship by storm the recruitment the players he managed to encourage to come I think people just thought they were going to use Wolves as a shot window the likes of Jota Neves, but no, they came and they really, really, you know, they've made well over 100 appearances, each of them. Then the likes of Jimenez coming in, the way that the players, whoever form, falls in at any position, just just fits in seamlessly. They come in like fully up to speed. You know, we went to Anfield, you know, not long ago, made four changes. Young Max Kilman coming in, Neto, you're thinking, whoa, against Liverpool, they're going to blow us away. But we were really, really competitive and unlucky not to get something out of the game. The fact that we're finishing games stronger, even though we're playing all these games. Barry Douglas was brilliant in the promotion season, but he brings Johnny Otto in, who's actually done so well. Patricio comes in and replaces John Ruddy, who's the Golden Glove goalkeeper in the Championship. Everybody comes in has been brilliant. So this has been the window. The summer window was the one where Catroni and Vallejo didn't really kick us on. But apart from that, the brand of football Nuno's playing and say the identity, the way he's been able to to really take it to the top six sides. The fans love him. He's got an aura about him. 
So, yeah, so the Fosun group, Nuno, the recruitment, and that's why we are where we are. But we've got to keep evolving, got to keep evolving. You mentioned just at the top there, I, w- I want to just mention it, Walter Zenger and obviously Nuno Espirito Santo, two goalkeepers, don't often see that in management. <laughs> You're obviously a fully-fledged, signed-up member of the Goalkeepers' Union. Have you had a say there, Matt, on, on what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, no, but it, look, it is nice to see goalkeepers doing that because, as you say, you don't often see it. Uh, I think Nigel Adkins, um, he, he, he was a goalkeeper, Kevin Blackwell, Dino Zoff. You see a few managers... Uh, ex-goalkeepers having a goal but I suppose if you look at statistically as well there's only two or three goalkeepers in every squad so for them to then go on and become managers is not as many to choose from but um, but I, I think for me personally I, I did a lot of coaching badges and I always feel that people looking at my position held me back more than anything else people talk about the Rooney rule and the BAME initiatives and obviously I'm of uh, you know I'm mixed race myself but I never felt that was a hindrance but sometimes my my position I felt people didn't look at you the same way. So didn't really work out with Walter Zenger. It was difficult for him, even though I had a pre-season, but there was a lot of change. But I think for Nuno, could, you know, he got his pre-season, he got the players he wanted, he looked and studied it. He never played a 3-4-3 before, he said, or not a lot, but he felt that was a system that would really, really help with Wolves. A little bit last season, he went back to a 3-5-2, he but he hasn't really moved far away from either 3-4-3, 3-5-2, the players are really, really well drilled. He knows what he's doing. and uh, But yes, as a member of the goalkeepers' union, to see uh, a former goalkeeper doing so well, then uh, yeah, I love the way he's flying the flag and being at my uh, former club as well makes it a bit more special. Yeah, but it does. You, you talk there about the three-man defence as well, right at the heart of that. And I suppose central to even moving to that system in the first place was the skill set that Nuno saw in Connor Cody because no one, I don't think, really saw him as a, a defender. He played, I think, a bit right back at Huddersfield, but predominantly a central midfield player. He's dropped into that almost old-fashioned sweeper-type position for Wolves and he seems to absolutely love it. Yeah, I have a bit of a, a man crush on Connor Cody. I just <laughs> love him to bits. Honestly, I just think in this modern day when everyone talks about all the money and the disconnect, you know, between the fans and the players, he is honestly one of the best human beings ever. He's a, he's top, top man. Absolute snip if you look what he came in for. Um, I believe he did play a little bit in the Liverpool youth. You've probably known better than me. Sometimes as in a... In a uh, back three a little bit only a little bit um, obviously as you then say he was really known as a tough tackling midfielder wasn't he that's what he was there for he did play right back a little bit for for um, Paul Lambert did really well wherever he was asked to fill in for Wolves he was brilliant he's shown what a good footballer is he plays very very deep in that sweeper role and I think we have a fantastic goalkeeper in Patricio but he hasn't got the clubs like Edison and other goalkeepers like that Allison or, or Pickford so he uh, Cody drops in there, sweeps up play, fully committed, organises. His recovery has been in the way of how he recovers for every single game. Because he plays nearly every minute. Uh, FA Cup, League Cup, Europa, Premier League. He's brilliant. On and off the pitch, he's amazing. The way he goes and gives his shirt to the fans at the end, even in the summer when everyone's jetting off, he's going back to his old team, handing out trophies. You know, he is just, honestly, when you see him, He's always got time for you. You can ring him before a game and just, you know, he doesn't give you the team or anything like that, but he just gives you a little feel on the camp and how things are. And He's just, honestly, he's a really, really top guy. So for Nuno, 
to try him in that position, brilliant. For Connor to go and do what he's done. And I think if if England were playing the back three more, again, how they, they were not so long ago, he should have a shout of getting into England because he, he's got the range of passing. He's a leader. He talks. You see him on his Instagram. He's just a proper family guy who just realises he's living the dream of loads of people. And they're just real, real humble guys. So I think Matt Doherty's done brilliantly under Nuno. Uh, Connor Cody has a lot of the other players in you. Um, I like the way that Nuno's sporting Traore and developed him. Um, he's he's got better. There's other players that have come in and and and, and developed. And obviously, I think Jurgen Klopp for me. I know Wolves are playing Liverpool next. He is he is the best at that. But Nuno's shown he can do it as well. Recognizing there's a profile, there's an identity of what I want. Then I will go and make players better. And I think there's players that Jurgen Klopp inherited. And he made better, and Nuno's done the same. And uh, yeah, but Connor Cody, obviously fantastic grounding at Liverpool. I always think all the scousers I've played with are just good, honest people, and that's what he is. And he's a winner, and uh, but a very, very good footballer as well. So at this moment in time, I would actually say in the whole of football, he's my favourite person. <laughs> Behind enemy lines on the Blood Red Channel. We best sort of get into then talking about the manager him, himself, Nuno. And you, you spoke about there the way in which Jurgen Klopp works. Obviously, up here there's sort of the recognition of the work Jurgen Klopp's doing and being at the top of the table. A lot of eyes on him. For me, looking from the outside, Nuno Espirito Santo always seems to me, out of the Premier League managers, you think of Chris Wilder as well in this bracket, of a manager who really does get the most out of his squad and perhaps has the biggest influence on the club there on in terms of what he can achieve? Oh, he, he's, he's, he's pivotal. He's massive. He is so, so important because you say he has that aura. You know, his family aren't over here. So he's come over. He lives here. He lives and breathes it. He's very, very due diligent. He's brought into what Wolverhampton Wanderers is about, inherited some staff, bought some of his staff with him, made a real mix there. If you go to the training ground, the stadium, it's getting better and better all the time. The um, the, the chefs, the diet, everything is there. Um, he, The players, it looks like with Jurgen Klopp, the players believe and look and, 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 and trust him. And it's the same with, with, with Nuno. There's players who've come in either with a point to prove or young, hungry players, and now they're becoming household names. They're be, you know, they, he didn't sign any real stars, if you like. And I think that's the same with Liverpool. Lots of players have come in, and become, now if you look at Salah, Mane, players like that, Henderson, look what he's done with them. And he's got people like Milner that do a job. And the same with Wolves. There's, there's players there that have really, really bought into what it's about. You can see a clear identity how they play. There's also that no complacency, that high level of discipline and standards. And um, so I think Nuno is one of the best managers. The bit that I would like him to compare to Jurgen Klopp is sign a long-term deal because Nuno hasn't and he's up in 18 months. And that is a concern because as much as I see Wolves as a big club, it is. Let's still be honest, there's teams not only in the Premier League but around Europe that will be perceived as bigger and they will come and look at a manager like Nuno and think, well, look at what he's built. He's built something here and, um, and, and, and he will be very, very attractive to, 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 um, to other clubs. So 
I'd love to see him get tied down. You know, if it's you know Brighton, they've tied down their manager. Uh, Chris Wilder signed that new deal. He said Jurgen Klopp signed a long-term deal. So Nuno, for me, is one of the best managers. He's proven it, and uh, and 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 he deserves all the plaudit, all the plaudits he gets. And I think he is very, very well respected, not only in England but in in you know in the, in the whole game. And he seems to sort of personify what Wolves is about right now. As you say, that steely determination, young, tenacious, sort of, I wouldn't say got a point to prove because if there is any point to prove, he, he certainly proved it by now. But he wants to take that next step. As you mentioned, a number of the players are, are young and he doesn't suffer fools gladly either, does he? No, he's. you can tell he, he runs a tight ship and when you're around him, he's he's got calmness about him. But you can also see he's got that little edge that, if he's not happy, he'll, he'll let you know. Um, if he has to make big decisions and move players on, he'll do that. As I said to you before, from that promotion season, there's been a lot of players that were very, very good, but now are gone Costa, Caballero, Douglas, Ruddy's not playing, you know, who are all very, very good players. He he, he knows he needs to keep evolving the squad, moving forward. Um, he knows that there can't be any complacency. You hear sometimes that they've won a game or whatever, but they he felt the standards dropped and he might go at the players then but then there's other times when people are questioning him a little when it was early on in the season they'd lost to they lost away at Everton they got beaten by Chelsea and Tammy Abraham got the hat-trick and there was a little bit of people from the outside questioning a little arc and wall second season syndrome dealing with the Europa but by all accounts he was very very calm and he took all the positives and he kept everyone going and look at where they are so he's he lives very much in the moment. Uh, I'm sure he is planning and looking at stuff, but he, he stays very, very level when you see him on the press with the press. But he's always there. He's due diligent. Whenever you're in the training ground, you see him and his staff and they're watching games back and planning and always looking at players. So, yeah, you can see what he's trying to build. You can see he's driven. And uh, I just I know that the players tell me that whatever tactics he sets up, they're very clear and they trust them and believe them and stick to the process. So you see how many times Wolves go, you know, they go behind in games, but they come back and they either get a point or they go on and win because they've got that belief, that steely determination in the camp. Yeah, and they've, you mentioned right at the top how many games they've played. This is going to be the 40th game of the season already and we're not out of out of January and there's only been two defeats in the Premier League at Molyneux this season that 5-2 to Chelsea quite early on in the season and the 2-1 the against Spurs in the middle of December but Liverpool have a lot to thank Wolves for this season home and away wins over Manchester City but I imagine Wolves aren't going to be wanting to do Liverpool any more favours at, at Molyneux on Thursday night I think you saw that when Wolves went to Anfield they went with a belief I think Liverpool showed Wolves a lot of respect they weren't you know they didn't make many changes even with the quick turnaround Wolves made four changes and well I'll, you know I'll be honest I think the Liverpool goal should have stood I think people want to talk about the, the Van Dijk handball and the build up and all that no not for me it was inconclusive the delay was whether the Mane strike had crossed the line before the whistle was blown but I still feel that, and I, I'll be honest, I've got this feeling from a lot of Liverpool fans as well, that they felt that the Neto goal, it was so, so tight because Liverpool had been on the wrong end of things like that as well, that they thought they got away with one a little bit there because it was so tight. And and Wolves certainly came and Liverpool, I would say, were below par. And that's what's impressed me this season about Liverpool, that 
when they haven't been right at it, they've still got a win they haven't drawn. But then there's been other games when they just you're looking at and they're thinking there were spells against Manchester United. You're like, wow, against Manchester City, you know, they really, really can turn it on. So, yeah, Wolves have done well against the so-called top six, like I've said, for the last couple of seasons. They've only beaten Liverpool in the FA Cup, which was a weaker Liverpool side. You know, you're not going to shy away from that. But the game against Tottenham, which we lost, we did not deserve to lose that. It was a late header. Really, really good. So those sort of performances give Wolves a lot of confidence. So there'll be a lot of respect for Liverpool because they are, I think they are probably one of the best teams in the world. They are that good. They're so, so good. And on their day, if they're right at it, they can blow anybody away. But Wolves will quite like playing Liverpool because Liverpool will take it to Wolves. The place will be rocking. Everyone's up for it. It's a night game under lights at Molyneux. Everybody wants to be the first team to beat Liverpool this season because the numbers, their record, it, it's just phenomenal. Because let's not, but let's not forget the wins they've had and obviously I think they've only drawn one game all season. That is in a league where in the summer it was Liverpool-Tottenham in the Champions League final and Chelsea-Arsenal in the Europa League final. So that's showing you that really the four top clubs in Europe all come from the Premier League, yet Liverpool have won, not not unbeaten, have won all by one of their games. That, for me, is just phenomenal. So Wolves will be desperate, desperate to be that team to break that record. Liverpool going to have to deal with that all the time. They like the way when teams take it to them, they can counter-attack with Traore. Jota's a massive miss for Wolves. There are a few injuries. It's a very, very young bench for Nuno, so he can't have that impact as much as possible. But um, I know Jurgen Klopp's side will not be underestimating Wolves, and Wolves will not be scared. Liverpool, they'll respect them, but they'll also believe that if Liverpool have a slight off day and Wolves are 100% at it with that home buzz as well, they could cause an upset. And a lot's been spoken this season, of course, about Adama Traore and how Nuno's got the best out of him, a man who's threatened so much through his career but never really quite perhaps lived up to the big billing he had at Barcelona. But another guy who really seems to have shot out of the blocks the last 12 months after taking maybe a bit of time to, to settle into the English game is Raul Jimenez up front because I remember this time last year there were heavy links linking Wolves with a move for Tammy Abraham on a permanent deal it didn't come off and it seemed to serve as a, a bit of a shot up the backside for Jimenez Oh look Jimenez all in all though he, he came in and he got I think he scored a header against Everton right from the start and the Wolves fans liked him because he worked hard and pressed from the front then there was a bit of an adjustment period and I think the feeling was that he it was always him having to play so he was travelling to Mexico and back he was playing all these games you have to adjust to the pace of the Premier League uh, he came over from Benfica I think it was a big price tag obviously it was a loan but they were always going to make it permanent um, you had to get the service to him but I think they wanted yeah, somebody like Tammy Abraham to allow Wolves to play the same way but give him a rest allowed to rotate um, because you see with Nuno, he, he does keep near enough the same same team a lot. Catrone came in this summer, um, and it hasn't really happened for him. So Jimenez has ended up playing a lot of the games as well. But when Jimenez is at it, he I think he's a top four player. He really is. He's a good size. I think he's 28, 29. But he's good aerially. He can link play. He can run in behind. He can finish. He takes penalties. You see the goal against Aston Villa at home where he just went and then checked, got a little bit of space and finished it. So, yeah, he did have a little bit of a, a lull 
um, last season. I think there was a few things, as I said, contributing to that. But he finished the season strongly last uh, last season and this season. Yeah, he's been absolutely top draw, scoring big goals, important goals. And the fans love him. See, si Senor, they sing and they'll sing his name. And he is, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure playing that centre forward role for Wolves. You know, the great Steve Ball. But Jimenez is, he is a real, real fan's favourite. But I'm glad he signed a long term deal so that if anybody does want to come in for him, because I think he, he would make Manchester United better or teams like that, he is that good. So, um, yeah, he, he, he's, he's credit Nuno, credit the player. Credit Nuno with Traore and players like that as well, and you, yeah, but you also have to credit the players. And but the fans love these guys, and they can be match winners for Wolves. So I still think the best front uh, front three in in the Premier League is is in the Liverpool ranks. But um, yeah, Wolves have got some pretty exciting uh, attacking talent as well. And just the final one then on sort of the the fans, the cauldron atmosphere they're going to try and create down at Molyneux and that, that forward threat, it does seem to as though much where we began, Wolves have that real buzz, that real feeling and the fact that they've had this strong record against top six clubs since coming into the Premier League, that Liverpool's perhaps the final barrier for them to overcome in that respect. Oh, it would be massive for Wolves because they said they've beaten all the other teams. You know, Manchester United, I know they beat Wolves in the FA Cup, but apart from that, I don't think they've beaten Wolves in the Premier League under Nuno. Um, you mentioned it earlier, won home and away against Manchester City. Went to Wembley last season and beat Tottenham, rightly so. Beat Chelsea at home last season and uh, very nearly won away. It was just a late equaliser. So for all the other teams... They've got the results, they're taking it to them, and that gives Wolves confidence. So, of course, they'd love to, for so many reasons, beat Liverpool, um, give Wolves a real push to get into that top six. Also, a belief that when they do go and compete against teams in, in Europe, that they, they can do stuff. So, the fans will be all over it. Wait, look, it's special. When Liverpool, they are one of the biggest clubs in the world. So, when they come to town, you know what it's all about. It, it's Teams Cup final. And even more so now, with the heights they're hitting. So Wolves will be pressing high. There'll be high intensity. There'll be times when they have to sit and drop and look to get those triggers because you know how Liverpool play. But they also have to be very mindful at set pieces because Van Dijk is, is such a, a threat. Um, they've got great delivery into the box. And if Wolves do press too high, i just been... The, the range, I was watching Van Dijk the other day. His range of passing, I'm like, wow. He is just unbelievable. And then at the same time, if you do try and run him, he's strong, he's quick. I like Gomez in there. So I think Alisson is top, top keeper. So for me, Liverpool, if they're all at it, I don't think anybody can beat them if they're all at it. But Wolves will be hoping maybe, could there be a sending off? Could there be a mistake? A few players just not quite at it. And then Wolves will believe they can go and get something. But yeah, it will be a real, real cauldron of noise. It will be intimidating which the Liverpool players are used to, but the Wolves fans will be thinking that they can uh, they can play their part in, in, in maybe getting an upset. And as I said to you, that would be... I don't think Wolves have won. Oh, sorry, the, that was their first win, wasn't it? Away at Southampton in of, of 2020. So yeah. it would be... Uh, yeah, if they can put back-to-back wins together, then that would be, uh, that would be phenomenal. So I'll be, uh, I'll be keeping a close eye on it. I'm down, actually, in the studios for that one. Uh, to you know, to to watch the game for to, well, to discuss the game afterwards for Sky Sports. So I'll be I'll be watching it closely. So all I can say is Wolves a we and come on, movie babbies. <laughs> well, we'll be watching it closely too, mate. You would have loved to play behind uh, Gomez and Van Dyke, I'm sure, but might have needed some yeah. hand warmers on occasions. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, but that's the thing about Allison as well, isn't it? When when he's called upon, he makes a big saves. But also, wow, what about that distribution for the Salah goal? And then I love the way he ran the whole length of the pitch. That must be the modern day keepers because back in my day, wow, we wouldn't have been running that far to celebrate. They never made it back. But, uh, <laughs> but that 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 was a that was phenomenal goalkeeping. So that's why for me. The likes of Alisson and Edison have that price tag because they can do it all. They really can. Well, Matt, thanks for your time. Great to catch up with you. And, uh, well, yeah, hope you enjoy the game, but hopefully not too much. Uh, look, it's always a pleasure. You can give us you can give us a one win. Come on, give Wolves the win. You're going to win the league anyway. But, uh, but on a serious note, enjoy it because you guys are just, you are next, next level. And uh, it's a special, special season for for you guys but um, yeah I I say the same to you have a good evening but hope you don't enjoy the night too much Matt Murray former Wolverhampton Wanderers goalkeeper and now turned pundit with the likes of Sky Sports as he mentioned just there well what a way to whet the appetite ahead of the game make sure you join us here back on Blood Red after the game for our post game podcast as we react to all of the fallout from Molyneux you'll hear the view from the press box from the dugout and also from the fans as well this has been Behind Enemy Lines on Blood Red and until next time it's bye for now You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel.